You're on with Barbara. Hey, 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 it's me, Barbara Corcoran, and this is 888-BARBARA. That's right, it's time to answer all your burning questions. From the boardroom to the bedroom, nothing is off limits. So listen up for some advice on how to live your best life. Each week, I'll be answering all your burning questions, and sometimes I'll be asking them too, interviewing some of the greatest folks I know to learn the secrets of their success so I can share them with you. So you find the whole landscape of dating today as treacherous and you haven't been on a date in a whole year. Can you get over it? Should you get over it? Listen in. We all have bad days, but sometimes those days add up so much that you start to believe you can't have a good life. This lady calls so down on the dumps, I had a hard time giving her advice, but I did. I wonder if she'll listen. You decide. Hey, Barbara, how are you? Hey, this is Maverick. I'm calling from Atlanta, and I was the one who left the message on Instagram about the dating game. Oh, my goodness. You should be grateful and thankful that you are happily married and not in this game anymore, Barbara. It is treacherous out here. I mean, I'm talking straight up. Dating game has just completely changed. And don't even get me started with this social media dating. Oh, and let me tell you about the new dating scam out now where people pretending to be celebrities. I could, oh, Barbara, I could tell you a lot. I got proof to show you some stuff, too. But, yeah, I am tickled pink to speak with you if you think this is interesting enough. All right, thank you. It's an honor to speak with you. Hey, Maverick. Hey, Barbara, how are you? I want to date you myself. You sound like so much fun. Okay, wait a minute. First off, who said I'm happily married? Where'd you get that from? I thought I read it. <laughs> I probably lie <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. No, I'm married for sure for over 30 years. But if you think the dating scene is hard, where do you try a marriage? Oh, my God. I probably work my ass off to make it work every day of my life, and I'm not even sure how well I'm doing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But you got me curious. What's so bad about the dating game for you? You sound like you're lively. Uh, you have a lot of warmth in your voice. You're probably a really good cuddler. Um, come on. I bet you're good looking, too. You just sound like all of that on the phone. I would, I would think you would have no problem dating. What's going wrong? Barbara, the game has changed. It has completely changed. Uh it's more like filling out an application now for a work job. <laughs> no way. How boring. That doesn't sound very romantic. I'll tell you a quick story. Yep. I actually went on a uh, speed dating a while back with one of my friends. Wow. It was so many females showed up to he He had problems getting guys. So he called me at the last minute and said, <laughs> hey, man, I can't show up. <laughs> you got to like, be kidding. <laughs> I promise you. And it must have been about five to one. Wow. That sounds like heaven on earth coming from a guy. What's wrong with that? Am I missing the point? Well, it's almost like, you know, instead of everybody want to work with one another, it's more like, what can you do for me now? Oh, but I would think uh, the scales would be tipped in your favor that you'd be in the position to be asking the girls, what can you do for me? I wanted to do that. Barbara, I'm just not that type of guy. You're a nice guy. Yeah, that, and I think that's my problem. I'm too nice. I don't think being too nice is ever a problem. It depends upon who you're being too nice to or who you're being nice to. May I ask you, who do you wind up dating? What's your type? Maybe you're just choosing the same person again and again. I mean, I'm assuming you're going out on dates. Am I right about that, Maverick? Actually, I haven't been on a date in almost a year. 
Well, come on, Maverick. I'm yeah. going to post your <laughs> face and bio on my website, and I am yeah. going to put you out on social media. You're going to have more dates than a man could shake a stick at. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. In fact, I'll, I'll say to the people out there, you have a gorgeous daughter for this gorgeous man. Send her my way. I want to set this marriage up. I'm 100% with you. Okay, but that's yeah. kind of on another more serious note, Maverick. That's sad for me to think that you're sitting home for a year not dating someone when you sound like a delicious package of a man in every way. So what's going on? Why not? What's the tripwire there when you're trying to date? Fill me in. I guess I didn't got a little too picky, honestly. This is going to sound crazy, too. But I actually saw a Catherine Zeta-Jones movie. Mm-hmm. And after I saw that movie... I changed my entire data scene. You wanted somebody that looked like her? Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Well, did you call her up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think Michael Douglas was too happy about it. Oh, no, 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 no. You better go into hiding, in fact. No, so what happened? You saw that movie and you said, there's the girl for me. I have to find a woman that looks like her, acts like her. What was the turn on there? Just a physical attraction? And you said, that's the kind of girl I want? Yes, the appearance, of course, the personality. Honestly, Barbara, I went from dating uh, exotic dancers to politicians, from politicians to just, you know, your average, you know, beautiful female. And I just got real picky after that one. So the movie was the turning point or you're going to get to that point anyway? Yeah, I was getting to that point anyway. Okay, so now what happens? You go on dating sites and see a girl at the photo and you say, ah, not good enough. Click, click, click. Or you're not even going on the dating sites. What are you doing? Yeah. Actually, to be honest with you, I was an internet dating model. You were what? An internet dating model. Okay. They was coming after me. Wow. Yeah. It, it game flipped for real. Wasn't enticing enough. Wasn't finding anyone interested enough to keep my attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a little different. In that area. Let me ask you, are you looking for a serious relationship or are you looking for romance? Two different things. Romance. Romance. Yeah, romance. Maybe you're finding exactly what you're searching for, which is romance, intrigue, up and down, how exciting. She's no good. She's pretty. She's not pretty. Maybe all that excitement is what you like. Are you a happy guy? I never thought about that. Yes, actually, I am. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. It takes a lot to get under my skin. Yeah. So you might be right. I never thought about it like that. Wouldn't it be amazing if you realized you are doing exactly what you always wanted to do? Yes, very. <laughs> then what are you <laughs> bitching to me about? What are you calling me up for? <laughs> I just want to talk with you. <laughs> you I want to shoot the yeah. breeze with Barbara Cochran. <laughs> Maverick, guess what? I'm seeing right through your act. You want to date me. Be real. Do you want to uh, date yeah. me? Yeah, I did. I okay. Did. <laughs> okay, let me give you my husband's cell number. It's 201 <laughs> Okay. Well, first of all, I don't have a daughter to marry off yet. She's 14. But if you're still around, I think I'm going to send Kate to you. That's what I think. I would love to have you as a son-in-law. You'd be just the kind of son-in-law that every mother would want. Maybe you'll be around in eight years. I don't think so. You know what I don't think? I don't think you're the marrying type. I think you're a playboy through and through and you love it. And let me tell you something, you would be the envy of every guy out there. Wow. Do you know you the second person said that? Well, who said first? Your mother probably. She probably knew you best, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. That wasn't truthful who said it besides me. I could hear the difference. Well, she did. She actually told me. She said some people, uh, how does she put it? I want to put it how she put it. She said some people expect to be married and they are, you know, they have that blood to be married and then there are Mm. those that don't. 
And she told you, your own mother, that you don't? She didn't say I didn't. She just said that because of my spirit, because the type of person that I am. Yeah, well, even your name. She must have known it on birth. She named you Maverick. Yes, let me tell you why. Because she said that uh, all her boys, I I have eight brothers and one sister, that I kicked the hardest. What? I kicked the hardest when she was carrying me. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And and she loved uh, riding horses. You know, my mother's from the country. She and oh. she said that's why she named me Maverick. She was a big fan of that TV show, Brent Maverick. Yeah, I remember that Maverick show. I, I watched. You sound younger than that. I'm surprised you even know what Maverick is. How old are you? I'm 55. 55? You're hopeless. Yeah, 55. But 55, I'm happy 55. And you can still get your game going and you're smiling. Good for you. Okay, well, you've just become my hero. And you're probably going to be the hero of every guy listening. Like, I want to be a Maverick when I grow up. And you've actually managed to pull it off, you know? Maverick, I'm not feeling sorry for you. I'm admiring you. You got what you wanted. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. girls whacking them away with a stick, and you're smiling from ear to ear. I am. I am. I'm more smiling, though, because I'm speaking with you. I really am. Okay, and Maverick. by the way, yeah? I got to see you in Atlanta. You were amazing. Well, thank you. You know, I would agree with you. I'm pretty amazing. No, I'm only kidding. I remember that Atlantic crowd that I was speaking with. Everybody was so jubilant the minute I walked on that stage. I was like... God, I think these people love me. I even, in fact, people were applauding before I said a word. I think I had to correct the audience, as I recall. Like, don't clap until I do something. Right. But yeah. it was just, you know, you have a certain presence about you. And the way you spoke, there's something magical about you. And you're right. You had everybody's attention in that arena. Well, let me tell you something about you, Maverick. You're the best schmoozer I've talked to in a long time. You've just charmed my pants right off. So keep it going. Keep it going okay. and invite me to your wedding. You got it. Which I'm not going to wait very long for that invite. <laughs> Enjoy okay. all your dating. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Right. Love bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Barbara. My name is Michelle. And my question is, how do you overcome blockages? Like mine is, I've been told all my life that I'm not worthy. Part of me knows that I'm worthy but I don't know how to get rid of it. I've had nothing but abuse in my life from the day my butt hit the ground. I've been rejected and abused constantly, and I'm always struggling to be successful. Can you help me with that? Hey, Michelle, how are you? It's Barb. Hi, Barbara. I'm doing good. Doesn't sound that way from your question. You don't sound like you're doing so good there. I try to hang in there. I'm a fighter, you know, I'm a survivor. So I just hang in there. But no, I I am struggling. Michelle, what part of you is worthy, in your opinion, is worthy? What part? My honesty and integrity. That's about as worthy as I feel. I mean, I'm honest and have integrity. What else? Those are big ones. There's a lot of people out there that can't use either of those words and mean it, but you could use each and mean it. I'm honest and I have integrity. Not a bad place to start. What's unworthy? Everything else. Like what? (laughs) Give me the long list. What's unworthy? When it comes to my success, I have been successful in the past, but for some reason, when it comes to success, I'm not worthy. I just feel like I'm not worthy of it, I guess, because... It's always a struggle. It's always a battle. When you say success, do you mean making money? Do you mean in relationships? Do you mean in getting satisfaction? Everything. All right. So give me three everythings that you don't think you're successful or haven't been successful with. Relationships, money, and my time. 
Okay. And you said to me just a moment ago that you were successful once. And how were you successful in your work? Um, what happened is I built a heavy equipment business for my husband at the time. He's my ex now, but I was able to build it in six months. I had it generating 150 grand. Unbelievable. And since then, I have not been able to do that again. Well, is it part because you're on your own and you don't have a partnership to work within with your ex-husband? Yeah, that's yeah. probably it. I feel like I need a partner to be successful. Well, that's a great thing to know about yourself. What was your role in that partnership and what was your husband's role? He did all the repairs, but I did everything else, the invoicing, the dealing with the customers. Who got the business? I brought the business in. All he did was turn wrenches. Oh, yeah. okay. Did he take credit for the business and forget that he was turning the wrenches and that you brought the business in and managed the business? Oh, yeah. And he made my children believe that, too, that I had nothing to do with it, that I just used him. How long ago was your relationship with your ex-husband? When did you build that business? I ended everything back in 2010. So I have been struggling since. Okay, a 10-year run or close to 10-year run of struggling. Have you tried to build any other business in any kind of a partnership situation? Yeah, I tried to build a foundation to help children heal from abuse and uh, went nowhere. It was like 10 years of nothing. So you worked on that foundation, which certainly sounds like a worthy cause for 10 full years and never went anywhere? Yep, just got sabotaged by everyone that I was around. Why do you think that is? Because they were jealous or they didn't believe in the cause or you collected the money and they stole the money? What was the gist of what went wrong? It was all of the above. They collected the money and stole the money. They um, stole the spotlight when it came to events. It, it was horrible. They pretended to care. It always turned out to be a negative in the end. Okay. And did they, in the end, end the charity or did you end it or did it just fade out? It's in suspension. It's still a legal NGO, but it's in suspension. And what happened to the money that was collected to benefit the charity? Did it actually get the money in the end? Nope. I just used what I did bring in for expenses to try to keep it going, try to keep things moving. But then my partner, my business partner ended up dying. Oh, boy. Was he a good was he or she a good partner? No, she was kind of uh, hard to deal with. I'm still involved with people that she taught her therapy to. And so I'm still hoping one day I might get it going again, but I just had to put it on the back burner and take care of me for a while. So what brings you joy? Your family? Your kids? Yes. They bring you joy? My kids do. Ah, that's a good place to start. Are they grown up or are they little kids? They're adults. No. Oh, and they turned out okay? They're yeah. all doing okay. Okay. That's uh, to your great credit. Uh, do you need money to live on or you're provided for? In other words, must you have a job and do you have a job now? Yeah, I'm struggling now as it is. I've been doing Uber part-time and I, I'm working on a multi-level business too. It has to do with gold. Oh, so you're starting another business. Yeah, well, I've started it. I mean, I'm part of it. I'm. It's a slow build. I'm having trouble getting it built. Are you in love with it or not? It's a struggle. That's all. It's just a slow process. It takes time. It's a network marketing company. It doesn't happen overnight. So, so you're willing to keep working on that, right? But meanwhile, you're doing Uber, which... Yeah. Uber's bringing the cash in to pay the bills? Pretty much, yeah. Good. Yeah, it's a side hustle. It leaves you free to do other things. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you um, 
I'm not so sure this business you're working on, you're dedicated enough to really make a go of it, honestly, because I don't hear any passion in your voice. That always, for me, is a red flag. So you would know better than I. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you wake up in the morning and think, oh my God, I can't wait to get in there and work on that. That would be a 10. I wake up 10. I wake up in the mornings first thing I do. Okay, well then there we go. Now you're having me a believer. But I think you're missing one thing in your life. It's a something in your life that uh, might make a big difference. I think you need to find something to give to. There's something about when you give to something with no objective to build something, to win favors, to be liked, to find joy, just give for the sake of giving that has a remarkable effect on the soul and the psyche. Is there anything you could give to? You've been abused, you said, as a child, or maybe I'm, I'm filling all my up life. all your life. All right. Couldn't there be kids that you could relate to? And if not kids, other adults in a form kind of thing, uh, rather than starting a business and raising funds and all that, just sheer giving of yourself. Is this something that you could give to? That's what I started the foundation for, was to give back because I'm a survivor and I feel like I can make a difference in people's lives. But like I said, it just got sabotaged. There was nothing that I could do. I'm talking about something really simple, like working in the soup kitchen or going out on the street and giving out coats to people who don't have coats. Uncomplicated, easy, two hours a week even. Is there something you could throw yourself at? I know it sounds like a wacky solution to a very complicated problem you have that can't be turned back on time, can't be rewired, can't be redone. But I am just a believer that when all else fails, you throw a life preserver out to someone in a little way. And while you're pulling them in, you forgot what was going wrong with your life. I've always been that kind of person that reaches out to other people, even though I have nothing to give, I still do it. I don't believe you have nothing to give. I can hear it in your voice. You have so much to give, but what I'm suggesting is that you take that gene and that ability and the experience you have to give and dedicate two soul hours a week just for that on a schedule as a giver. I think that those two hours will be the happiest hours of your entire week. And I think from that, you'll find a source to do other things that bring you a great satisfaction. Because in essence, that's really what you're missing in life. Not so much the success. That's defined by too many people, too many circumstances. But the feeling you get when you go to bed at night and you think, you know what, I really did a great job today. Even if it's this one little thing, I did a great job. Okay, Michelle, here's two things I'm going to give you as an assignment. And I want you to try it and mean it. Number one, stop feeling sorry for yourself. That's more in your way than you could ever imagine. That alone will clear the deck. And then the second thing is just find one little thing you could do every week, maybe for two hours, where you purely give, just purely give. Soup kitchen, help some kid that's abused, become a big brother, big sister. Go and give for the sake of giving. What happens when you're giving is you can't think about what's wrong with you. That's the beginning of the cure right there. Mm -hmm. You do that, you call back into me and tell me how you did. I think you're going to be surprised at what you find there. Okay. All right. I'm on your side, just like you are on everybody else's side, Michelle. I'll look forward to hearing from you. And that's all the questions we have time for today. 
I hope you found the advice helpful. Think I got it right? Think I got it wrong? Have an idea for a great guest? Come on, give it to me. Tweet me at Barbara Corcoran using the hashtag 888Barbara and keep those questions coming into the 888Barbara hotline. You can subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't be coy. Leave a review for the show at Apple Podcasts and keep the party going on. We'll see you next time. 888 Barber is produced by Sandy Smolens for Audiation. And Lila Mann is our executive producer. Audiation.